You're listening to a special edition of Reporters and Reported, a podcast from Cardiff University's School of Journalism, Media and Cultural Studies. In this episode, brought to you by the MA Broadcast Journalism students, we'll be speaking to Leanne Wood, former leader of Plaid Cymru and Assembly Member for Rhondda. Today's episode is brought to you by me, Eleanor Dealey. And me, Kezia Buckley. Thank you for joining us. In this unprecedented political landscape, can you tell us what your reflections are on how Wales and particularly Welsh issues are represented in the national broadcast and press media? Well, Wales is largely absent from the UK-based media and Wales has been largely missing from the whole debate around Brexit. I've been part of uh, cross-party discussions within the National Assembly with between Plaid Cymru and, and the Welsh Government for over two years now. And we've been trying to get the collective Welsh voice heard by um, Westminster politicians in terms of the negotiation with, with Brussels. And we've not been able to get Welsh issues onto that agenda. And I know it's not just a, a case of, of Wales losing out. I'm aware that there are politicians in Scotland and in Ireland who feel exactly the same levels of frustration. And so what would your advice be to aspiring journalists like ourselves in terms of going out into the world and making sure that across the UK these particular Welsh issues are spoken about and are given the importance that they really do need on that UK-wide level? Well, I think if journalists can just get out outside of London for a bit, and, and I would say the same goes for, for Wales, you know, journalists need to get out of Cardiff a bit as well, and have conversations with people who are um, coming from different perspectives, uh, maybe operating in different countries, then then is it's more likely that people will have a more rounded view of um, whatever particular subject that you're talking about. What frustrates me about journalism uh, at the moment is there's a, a, a almost like a, a vacuum in Wales where there are some fantastic journalists doing some great work, but. Um, the outlets are limited and then on a UK level I listen a lot to say Radio 4 it's such a London centric um, perspective that you know there may be good political analysis but it's very very limited in it in its scope so get out there more is what I would say go out and talk to people from different class perspectives as well as gender perspectives and um, uh, racial and, and national backgrounds people with different linguistic perspectives you know the world is much bigger than what goes on in London you mentioned that there are limited outlets for journalists in Wales um, and obviously it's quite well known that it's quite a challenging time for newspapers um, and with funding issues and that kind of thing. Do you think there's more that could be done from a sort of governmental level to help you know, save these sorts of um, newspapers and things like that? I've been supportive of the call for the devolution of, of broadcasting to, to Wales, for example, because, um, and, and it, the same goes with, with print journalism as well, really. What we need for a good and well-functioning democracy is for Wales, Welsh life, Welsh politics to be reflected back at Welsh people in a way that it is only happens sometimes now. And um, I think that there is a need for 
more investment in Welsh content. Um, and uh, I would say that that's the responsibility of the news outlet owners to to consider Wales. But also there's a responsibility on our, on our part in terms of consumers of media as well. We've got to be prepared to buy Welsh newspapers. We've got to be prepared to listen to um, and, and watch uh, Welsh media outlets. Um, but it's a bit chicken and egg, isn't it? More people will watch if the quality is there and the relevance is there. So um, I think the the job of work is on both sides, really. I'm really interested in the differences you've noted. As the first woman to lead Plaid Cymru, did you notice any difference to how you were reported on compared to some of your male political counterparts? There are some assumptions and some lines of questioning that I think women politicians receive that men simply just don't have to deal with. There's a lot of commentary about what women wear in politics where that's got no relevance to anything really. There's often questions, um, my daughter's 14 now, but when she was smaller I'd often get questioned about how do I juggle a full-time responsible job with the responsibilities of, of childcare. And those are the kinds of questions that my male colleagues never get asked. You know, the dads there never get asked about juggling. Um, and so I think when when that happens, you know that certain assumptions are being made about maybe or commitment to the job. Who would you put first if it came to to the crunch? Would you put your child before your job? Um, and those sorts of assumptions are made about women that are not made about um, uh, about men. How that impacts is hard to say, um, but it certainly does impact. I've no doubt about that. We know that you've recently spoken out about um, online abuse that you've uh, faced, not just yourself, but also other female assembly members. How do you think we can tackle this and sort of what responsibility does the media have to play in that? I think we have to call it out. I think um, we have to give people the responsibility and empower people to call it out however they feel empowered to do it, to do. Um, I also think that... uh, when it crosses a line and moves into threats that we should take action with the police and I've done that a number of times now and I think that's important because if people are allowed to get away with making threats of rape or or threats to kill online um, then they will continue to do it and um, those kinds of things threaten to put people off getting involved in politics or being in, in the public eye. And, you know, journalists get this as well. It's not just um, politicians. And my feeling is that there is an attempt to silence us, to um, to stop us saying what we have a right to say. And um, that should absolutely not, not happen. I would advise anybody out there to make liberal use of the mute button on um, on Twitter, especially. Um, but, but also, from a personal perspective, I try and sometimes draw strength from attacks because I know that if um, if I wasn't saying something that was challenging, say to the far right, then they'd have no right, have no reason to to want to attack me back. So I try to see it as a source of strength. It's a kind of psychological game, I suppose, but it's one that I um, I have to play in order to to keep to keep active on social media. I think. I think there's a lot in that that journalists can also also learn a lot from in terms of drawing strength from sometimes you're not going to please everybody that's for <laughs> no, sure that's right that's right and sometimes if you take a position then um you know 
the opinion is polarised. So by definition, you are going to annoy some people. But, I, but what I found over my experience of, of politics is that sometimes people can profoundly disagree with what you say, but if they feel you're coming from an authentic and principled position, then they will respect that. And final question from me. What's your advice for women who are looking to go into politics? Just go for it. Seize every opportunity that presents itself to you. You have a voice. Your voice is as valid as anybody else's. Um, democracy requires a diverse range of voices and opinions. If you see uh, a world that you want to change, just get in there and change it. And final question for me. Have you got any tips for us young journalists reporting on women in politics? Um, I would just say uh, try to make sure that you listen to and take uh, account of the widest range of, of views possible. Even within uh, women's voices there are wide ranges there are women of colour, there are trans women there are women who speak Welsh, there are women from working class backgrounds, there are women living with poverty they've all got different perspectives um, the danger is is just listening to people who are like us um, or as we see as being um, like us and we've got to get out and take the temperature of, of everyone in society really Thank you so much, thank you for joining us Leanne. You're welcome You've been listening to a special edition of Reporters and Reported.